Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. You got more and more people discussing how Chris Cuomo, sorry, not Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo has to go. I'm discussing that Chris Cuomo has to go. Even CNN can't get away from this. Thank you for having me. You have called, as many Democrats have, for the governor to resign. He is, to this point, refusing to do so. If he does not resign, should he be impeached uh, and removed from office? So, yes, he should. And I want to just say that I have been calling for the governor to resign um, since the early part of the spring for many different reasons, including because he has fostered and upheld a toxic work environment, but also because of the way that he handled the nursing home crisis. That's a Democrat. Alessandra Biaghi, Democrat, New York State Senate. He won't resign. That much is true. The governor of New York, the sexual allegation, sexual harassment allegations against him. The New York Attorney General, Letitia James, saying that these 11 women are telling the truth. Here's the data. Here's the information. Here's the facts. He's denying it all. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to get impeached. It doesn't mean that he can't get removed from office. He can get removed from office. The question is, will it happen? Will we see it happen? You know, Joe Biden got asked, hey, uh, should uh, should he resign? Day given back in March, you said that if the investigation confirmed the allegations against Governor Cuomo, then he should resign. So will you now call on him to resign, given the investigator said the 11 women were credible? I stand by that statement. Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if- I mean... That, that's that. So Democrats have plenty of cover. They can get rid of the guy. The question is, will they? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Of course, everything at TonyKatz.com. That's where you go. Get the good stuff and support the show. I'd greatly appreciate it if you would. We'll see what they do. In the meantime, the rest of us, like parents, have other things we have to concern ourselves with, like the insanity around masks. I I spoke earlier about the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker. He is announcing a school mask mandate. Just deciding that everybody has to wear a mask in school. Same governor, billionaire, by the way, who, when he was telling every people everybody to stay in their home, his family took the private plane down to Florida. I mean, this is who we're talking about here. Health officials reported a roughly 35% increase in COVID-19 hospitalizations and a 46% increase in state case numbers. We are nowhere near the highs of COVID. Nowhere near it. And new cases does not mean hospitalizations. 
a 35% increase in COVID-19 hospitalizations would be a pretty interesting number. But if the number was down at 20 and you saw a 35% increase, you're still not talking about a tremendous number of cases, are you? A hospital. Now, this could be a very interesting argument for vaccines. Vaccines help. It's just not a, it's not a debate. The, the data is clear. The vaccine helps if you get COVID, if you have this Delta variant. Delta, by the way, comes from India. People keep talking. They don't bring it up. They, they, they should. They should bring it up. We should know where these things are from. I'm not mad at India, but I don't believe in calling it Delta or Lambda or Alpha or anything else. That was because Trump called it the Wuhan virus, and people are like, oh, that's racist. And now they have to prove that's racist by not calling it from the areas that it's from. That, that's science, people. That <laughs> it's very best. The mask mandate is a ridiculous idea because masks don't work. They don't stop COVID. We've been through this data. And J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, is not doing anybody any favors. But this mask conversation has been happening locally. And I think it's worthy of discussing what took place in Zionsville. In the school board meeting that took place in Zionsville, Indiana, where they voted 3-2 to to bring masks for children under the age of 12. Local television station, WTHR, with the reporting... Let us listen. If he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office? Uh, That's not it. This is it. Much better. As the district weighs bringing back a mask mandate for their students under 12, less than a week before school starts. Masks do work, and they stop the spread of COVID-19, and that's what keeps us in school, and that's what we all want. We all want to stay in school. A full crowd divided by the mask. I urge you to require masks. And the mask knots, who came in much larger numbers. We cannot live with zero risk. Go and observe, and you will see that your constituents, by their actions, have decided that masking children is not necessary. If you require masks, I won't send them. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but you give me five days to figure that out. If I have to homeschool them, I will quit my job, I will spend all of my wealth figuring out how to keep them out of a mask. Never again will I mask them. Yeah! Now, it is not easy to just go about homeschooling your kids. People are going to have to give up a fair amount to do that. And I would tell you that I think I have not been perfect in my explanation of I have zero problem with it. It may very well be the right thing to do. I want to make sure I'm clear. You should fight first. You should fight your school board. You should fight for your kids. You pay for this. You should demand the right moves being made. And the right move being made is no mask mandate. Let's go back to where I started in this video, which was a news report, as I said, from WTHR. And it starts with this this lovely young girl. Less than a week before school starts. Masks do work. And they stop the spread of COVID-19. And that's what keeps us in school. And that's what we all want. We all want to stay in school. I can't tell you if this girl is 12 or 14 or 11. I have no idea. 
She's a middle school. I would say she's a middle school, not elementary school. I could be wrong. I have no idea. No idea. Here's what I do know. Her opinion to a school board doesn't matter. She's a child. She's a child. And children don't have a say. Now, I'm willing to get very loud upon those people who are like, how dare you? My child can have, have voice their opinion. I didn't say they couldn't voice their opinion. I'm just telling you I don't care about it because they're a child. How dare you say my child's opinion doesn't matter? I dare you to tell them that. Where's your kid? You sure you want me talking to him? Because when I do, my goodness, their eyes are going to open wide. I don't lie to children. I don't lie to anybody. I don't lie. My life got tremendously better when I stopped lying to others and I stopped lying to myself. On the day that happened, everything got better instantaneously. And has and I've never looked back. She's a child. You put her up there to speak at a school board meeting because you wanted a prop. Because who's going to talk bad about a child? You used your child as a prop to push masks. You know what? That's pretty disgusting and shame on you. Whoever did that. But the most fascinating part came moments later. A full crowd divided by the mask. I urge you to require masks. And the ma- That woman who said, I urge you to require masks, was wearing a mask. She didn't need anyone to require it. She didn't need some government from on high, some government official banging their gavels and declaring and decreeing across the land. And on this day, you shall wear the covering of cotton retrieved from the pantry in the back left corner. No, not the other one. We use that for spills. And you will cut it into a square, yay high and yay wide, affixing string to each corner. Nay, you shall affix the string with security and then place it upon thy face, affixing it to thine mouth and above the nose. Don't let it slip, you lying bastard. And then you will be seen and deemed a worthy human being. And may I hear a amen from the congregation. Yeah, it's the, you didn't need any of that. You said, I'm going to wear a mask. You wore a mask. The fact that it doesn't do anything about COVID, oh, forget that for now. Forget that. We're friends here. We're chit-chatting. You want to wear a mask? You go wear a mask. Fine by me. But you didn't need anybody to tell you. Yet here you are at a school board meeting wanting them to mandate it for others. The others disagree. But you decided you're so smart, so bright, so special, so important, so connected to the truth. That it has to be mandated. What foolishness. Well, if it's a child under 12 and they can't get vaccinated, my child, they, they, they can't get vaccinated, so they'll get COVID, so that's why you got to wear the mask. No, no, no. That's not what the data says. Now, data does change, and I keep up with the data, and certainly if it changes, I'm all there for it. Because I don't win anything at all 
by saying, you know, masks don't work. It's the facts that state that masks don't work. And we should be clear, masks are never going to work against COVID. The data that could change is that more children are getting COVID and actually getting sick from COVID to the point of hospitalization. That is not what we are seeing. It's not what we're seeing. I'm not about to lie. I will speak honestly, clearly, and with focus. With focus. And what we are seeing is panic and fear. And none of that is helping us. Children saying we should wear masks. You know, masks stop COVID-19. Someone should have stopped that child and said, no, it doesn't. You have bad information. But then again, you're a child, so it doesn't matter what you say. If you want to mandate masks while you're already wearing a mask and weren't mandated to wear a mask, you're defeating the purpose. These parents are right to fight this. And I would tell them All parents, within the sound of my voice, if you want to send your kid to school without a mask, do it. When they have 2,000 kids who show up without masks, what are they going to do? And then you send them the next day. And then you send them the next day. Of course it's, it's, it's going to get rough and tumble. Well, Tony, isn't that using your kid as a prop? You are mandated by law to send your kid to school. You're sending them. You're just not sending them with a mask because you know better for their health than the school. And the data is on your side. But there is something else that I want to get to. I am sent things all the time. I am sent data and pieces of information all the time. And sometimes I'll talk about it and say, this was sent to me. I need someone to back this up for me. Is this actual? Is this legit? Here's what it says. I'm not so sure. If so, X. If not, Y. And I've had people get upset because I question the veracity of something that's sent to me. No, 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 no. Help me out. Give me more uh, input so I know where it's from so I can prove it's, it, it, it's, it's veracity. I've seen people get, oh, they, they were acting like it wasn't real. Oh, Tony, he was acting like it wasn't real. Why don't you help me? I'm honestly, uh, 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 there are a lot of people who are so into these conversations and they're so invested. They, they have forgotten how to see the rest of the world. It's only about them. You guys got to make sure you're keeping your eyes everywhere. You send me something to share and you can't back it up. What am I supposed to do with it? I got to say, I don't know if this is legit. And then get mad at me? No, 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 no. Get mad at yourself. For not helping a brother out. Be focused on the thing. Be focused on getting good information out into the world. The right information out into the world. And you do that even though the rest of the world may want to come at you. That's what we're doing. You know how mad people are at me for honestly discussing masks? I'm not anti-vaccine, but if someone doesn't want to get the vaccine, I don't get myself worked up. Don't get the vaccine. It's on you. Just that easy. You know how mad people get at me? Because I'm, I'm not demanding this or I'm not demanding that. Yeah, I still live in America. I don't get to demand nothing. I demand that communists shut up and go away. 
And I'm still not getting what I want. Help each other out. Engage in the facts and bring the backup. Don't get angry when somebody asks for data. That's just silly. I'm Tony Katz. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. The McCloskey's got a pardon. I, I think that's really interesting. We're talking about the couple in St. Louis. Black Lives Matter and Antifa come onto their street. They come outside uh, their house with guns. They're actually pointing guns. Her gun, which was a, a semi-automatic, uh, a pistol, it, it was actually not, not workable. It would not have fired. He had an AR-15. They had their guns taken from them. He pled guilty to misdemeanor fourth-degree assault, fined $750. She pled guilty to misdemeanor harassment, was fined $2,000. I thought he was running for Senate. And now they got a pardon. I think that's really interesting. This is Governor Mike Parson. He had said he promised to do it. And he did it. I always thought it weird that they came out of the house. If you feel like you're being threatened, I don't know if you necessarily come out of of, of the house. I, I don't know if you do that. I think maybe you, you, you stay where you are. I think maybe you're just like, all right, they're out there. We're in here. We'll keep an eye on the door. If they come to the door, well, then, you know, things could get really, really weird. And then there, of course, there are laws and rules, but, you know, if someone's outside your door, no, no, no. If someone's trying to break in, you have different options. And you should check the laws in your state and maybe with a lawyer before listening to me. I just thought the pardon was interesting because now, now this closes the chapter. And I actually never thought it was as big of a story as other people did. Like, it never... I thought they were wrong to come outside. I thought that, the, the, of course, the people on the street are trying to intimidate anybody they possibly can. That's why they go through the streets waking people up. Because they want someone to say, hey, be quiet, and so they'll, they'll go attack that person. They don't see what they're doing is wrong. They're, they're, they're standing up for justice or some other kind of... I think that's what some Olympians think they're doing when they're making this gesture or taking the knee. Well, as I said, I got the story of two athletes. How are they so different? And is it just because of what they tell us? And is that enough? I've got the story. This is Tony Katz today. Now, you know that I oppose critical race theory, and one of the ways that I know that I'm right to oppose critical race theory is because Al Sharpton is all down with it. Most people oppose the new law banning discussions of systemic racism and sexism in schools, but we can't get complacent. 
that's not what any of the laws regarding critical race theory do. They don't stop any of those kinds of conversations. Again, Al Sharpton is a liar and a grifter. Where do you think Patrice Cullors learned it? Where do you think Sean King learned it? Where do you think any of these grifters learned it? And he learned it from Jesse Jackson. Al Sharpton is an OG grifter. Always has been and always will be. Having public opinion on our side is not enough because the racist cowards that would fire teachers and ban certain books are accurately describing the history of racism and bigotry in this country are already showing up at school board meetings. He's talking about you. Al Sharpton is calling the people opposed to critical race theory racist and cowards. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Get the podcast at TonyKatz.com. You can support the show in every way possible at TonyKatz.com. You oppose critical race theory. You oppose teaching hate to your children. Racist and coward. If Al Sharpton's calling you a racist and coward, two things are happening. A, you're right about whatever it is you're talking about. And, uh, and, and, and B, you're doing the thing he hates. You're on, you're, you're, wait, what is the expression they use? That's it. You're on the right side of history. Oh, do I hate that expression. You want to be on the right side of history, don't you? What the? There are many people in society who have been, you know, who have lost, who were on the right side of history. They were right, and the other people were wrong. They were just stronger. The people standing up for their children, they'll always be on the right side of history for whatever that expression means. Al Sharpton will always be a grifter. And they're loud. So we have to be louder. We have to rise up together and show up to those same meetings, demanding that our children get a full and accurate history curriculum. If you have school-aged children, pay attention to what their history textbooks say and make sure the lessons are being taught reflect reality. If you have children who are school-aged, make sure you're taking a look at their history curriculum and make sure that the curriculum means that they are being taught reality. I couldn't agree more, Al. American history is littered with shameful policies, but it is also filled with freedom fighters. We cannot valorize American history without understanding the depths of the evil they fought against. To teach our children anything else is to rob them of their heritage and the truth. We should never rob children of their heritage and the truth. We should talk about the fight for freedom, uh, for religious freedom. When we talk about uh, the, the fight against King George, we should talk about the fight for our own salvation. When we talk about the Civil War and all of those people, of who, many of whom were white, who gave their lives for this concept. And we should talk about the nation moving towards a more perfect union. That made itself better by the second, by the hour, by the day, by the week, by the month, by the year, by the decade, by the century. And we should marvel at the progress and wish we could go faster. But nothing turns on a dime. Al Sharpton is a bigot. We all know it. 
and has a hateful view of America. I wish he didn't. But this brings us to two athletes and two views of America. The question is, is this their view? Let's start with Gwen Berry. Gwen Berry does the hammer throw. And Gwen Berry made herself famous because when she placed third for the U.S. and was told she's going to the Olympics, there she was on the podium and the national anthem happened to play. I guess it wasn't supposed to play and it did play. Oh, she was so upset that the national anthem was playing. I don't stand for the national anthem. I stand up for racial and social justice. Oh, okay. That, that's what you do. If you say so, and before she participated in the Olympics, before she made her throws, she raised her fist as a form of protest and then placed 11th out of 12 competitors. That's Gwen Berry. She said that she's there for social injustice, racial injustice. I'm just here to represent. I know a lot of people like me, a lot of athletes like me. A lot of people are scared to succeed. A lot of people scared to speak out. So as long as I can represent those people, I'm fine. And then she added, all those people that's happy that I failed, that's cool. But they're sitting on their couch watching me fail. So what does that tell you about them? She has missed a moment twice, as I see it. Uh, First, this idea that you want to focus on racial this or equity that, even though equity is a despicable term, you are entitled to do those things. Does it require hating your country to do it? Does it require such a very ugly and violent and despicable display against your nation and why would you think it's okay or why would you think that people still have to be supportive of you when you're not supportive of the nation that you're supposed to represent i do think it's weird when americans look at athletes at the olympics and are glad that they failed you saw this with the u.s women's soccer team megan rapino But they're not glad that the U.S. soccer team is only in the bronze medal match. What they got from Megan Rapinoe was absolute disdain. And she got placed on a pedestal while she's defecating all over Americans. You don't understand racism. You don't understand bigotry. We're standing up for this. You come across as mean and nasty and disrespectful and rude. And we should be clear. Americans see it as disrespectful for taking and, and when you take a knee for the flag. Now, you can say to me, well, Tony, that's not all Americans. Well, of course it's not all Americans. I'm going to argue the preponderance, black and white. No, it's, it's about social justice. No, it's not. That's the make-believe. No one's life is better because someone took a knee for the national anthem. The, I, I take that back. Colin Kaepernick's life is better. He made a crap ton of money. But nobody else's life is better. No black person's life is better today because Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Come at me, bro. These are the facts. 
So when Gwen Berry is insulted that she would have to stand for the national anthem, people are like, what the hell? And then when people talk about it, she's like, oh, you're all just obsessed with me. Whoa, you made yourself the story. Meanwhile, we don't even know the names of the women who from the U.S. who also competed. They don't get discussed. It's like the women who competed with, uh, with Simone Biles. And I'm not angry with Simone Biles. It's a whole team that won a silver medal in team competition. They won the, Suni Lee won the all-around gold. Then you have this, uh, winning uh, uh, medals in, in, in vault and winning on the floor exercise. And then Simone Biles comes back and wins a bronze medal in balance beam. It's an incredibly good team. It's not just Simone Biles. It's the whole team. But we don't pay attention to the whole team engaged in the hammer throw. We only engage those people who push the social justice mantra. Enter Tamara Mensah-Stock. Also a black woman. A wrestler. And she won gold. She dominated in her appearances. She didn't start wrestling until she was a 10th grader in Katy, Texas. She dominated. She wrecked people. Beat the daylights out of them. She's good. I, I, I watched the gold uh, medal match. I was able to find it. It's certainly not as exciting as men's wrestling, as, as I see it as a more exciting sport, because uh, I just think they're moving faster. But... Good defense, good takedowns, solid. Congratulations to her. When she was asked about the victory, she really had two things to say. Of course I'm surprised myself. It's by the grace of God I'm able to even move my feet. Like, I just leave it in his hands, and I pray that all the practice, that the hell that my freaking coaches put me through pays off. And every single time it does, and I get better and better. And it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do. And I'm, I'm excited to see what, what I have next. Last question for you. That American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love it. Well, well said. Congratulations. Enjoy that gold, and we'll see you out there on the podium, okay? Thank you. I'll try not to cry. Thrilled. Overjoyed. Loves representing her country. First talked about God. Two black women in the United States, both representing their country, both Olympians, both at the top of their craft. Two very different views on the nation. How, how, how does that happen? This video that's out there about Tamara Mensah stock, uh, some of those videos have been viewed over 5 million times in 24 hours. People are drawn to it. Drawn to it. Now, you know what we don't know about Tamara Mensah stock? Her politics. I don't know if she voted for Biden. I don't know if she voted for Trump. I don't know if she opposes police brutality and goes out there and protests. I don't know if she's a supporter of Black Lives Matter. I don't know if she goes to church five days a week. I have absolutely, positively no idea. 
Like, I don't know if Gwen Berry ever rescued a puppy. It's impossible to know a person just from these statements. But from these statements, they give you an idea of who they are. And of course, we are attracted to some and absolutely disdainful of others. We are attracted to people who are positive, who see value in their lives and the lives of others, who are thrilled for their opportunities and appreciative of the place that gave it to them, even if they were to see opportunities to make it better. Tamira Mensa Stock sees her opportunities, sees what America has done, and what she was able to go out there and build for herself, and she's thankful. And Gwen Berry hates you, based on her own words. You know, they say attitude is everything, and I happen to believe that it's much of the deal, not everything. But why is it people are absolutely going to fawn over Tamara, uh, Tamara Mensa stock? And why they will forget quickly about Gwen Berry? It's because they want people to look up to. And even if they were to disagree with her about a series of other things, at least she loves her country. That should, that should say something. That should stand for something. That should represent something. And it does. Congratulations to her. Really a fantastic, fantastic story. The acting mayor of Boston won't mandate proof of vaccinations. Comparing the papers to the Jim Crow era. Guys, we're in for a good fight. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Of course, this is because Mayor Bill de Blasio. Oh, you got to have a vaccine in order to go here. You got to have a vaccine to go there. You got to have a vaccine to do this. You got to have a vaccine uh, to, to, to do that and to do the other. Well, the uh, acting Boston mayor is Kim Janney. We know that those types of things are difficult to enforce when it comes to vaccines. There's a long history in this country of people needing to show their papers. Whether we talk about this from the standpoint of, you know, as a way to after during slavery, post-slavery, as recently as you know what the immigrant population has to go through. Uh, I'm sorry, you didn't want to talk about the Holocaust? Okay, fine. What, whatever. What really this is about is that black Americans aren't getting vaccinated in the same numbers as white Americans. And when you say you have to have a, 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 a paperwork to get in places, you're discriminating against minorities. That's the argument from Kim Janney. I said Janney. Either way. Either way, I can't see, I cannot wait to see how this uh, plays out. Nor the story that Ken Burns, the filmmaker, you know, the documentarian, called Mark Zuckerberg an enemy of the state who belongs in jail. Well, then. Did he do it in a 12-part documentary series? That would have been hilarious. With the Ken Burns effect. He's uh, uh, he's talking about a new film about Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he's on the Sway a podcast. And he says, I hope Zuckerberg is in jail by then. We're talking about Muhammad Ali. We're talking about something about uh, Muhammad Ali. 
This is an enemy of the state, and I mean the United States of America. He doesn't give a blank about us, the United States. He knows he can transcend it. He can get away to any place. And so it's just about filthy lucre. Am I using that word right? Uh, A looker. Uh, Money, especially when regarded as sordid or distasteful or gained in a dishonorable way. Huh. Well, there you go. A little, little word of the day for you, people. Happy to help. Man, when Ken Burns is crapping all over you, things are rough. And he continues that these people, and Cheryl, meaning Cheryl Sandberg, is complicit. The Nuremberg of this is if it ever happens, which it won't, will be pretty interesting. And the host of the podcast is Kara Swisher. She's just like, yeah, and moves on to the next topic. Because you know Swisher's in with Sandberg and all these people. Oh, oh, they're all together. Oh, I cannot wait to dig in on this. So much fun. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page and find everything at TonyKatz.com. It's Tony Katz today, everybody. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.